A very good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us in our worship Sunday worship service via online. It's a, once again, it's an opportunity to study God's Word. And I pray, in our prayer is, even though we couldn't come together in the same place, I pray that we will go deeper and we will persevere on and study God's Word with our heart and mind and soul so that we can know God more and more. You know, a few weeks back, during one of my rest day, my family planned to go to a nearby beach. We were excited because it's more than a year na kami po ay naapunta sa beach. With all the circuit breaker and so on, we hardly have time to, to go to that place that we love to play in the sand with Levi. However, on the day we we're about to go, we look up and I noticed the sky was beginning to get dark. And soon enough, it started to, get, it started to rain. We will look up and I notice it's beginning to get dark. And I look at the weather forecast and I, it says there is just a drizzle. I look at the time where it will stop and deep in my heart, I hope that it would just a short rain. But you know what happened? It rained the whole day and the dark clouds did not go away. You know, all our plans were disrupted. You know, at times our lives are like that. We have great and good plans. We have dreams and desires. We look ahead with a bright future. But then suddenly our plans were cut short. We're disrupted. Some of us might have experienced suffering, trials, and hardship. Some have lost their job or are afraid that they might lose their job. Sickness and even losing someone that we love. And there's a moment that the dark clouds will just, it seems it's hovering above us and it's not going away. And those moments, it brought us to grief, to lament, to the point that we lose hope. Today, we will look into the book of Lamentation and find out how we can find our hope in God. I've entitled this sermon, A Ray of Hope Amid Our Hopelessness. And we'll be reading from Lamentation chapter 3, verse 17 to 27. Let's read together. Verse 17. My soul is bereft of peace. I've forgotten what is happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings and the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. Verse 21, But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke of his youth. Let us pray. Lord, here we are once again, listening to your word. 
And I pray, oh God, that you open our heart. Open our ears to hear your voice. To receive your word with gladness and joy. I pray, O Lord, that you illuminate your word clearly. What we desire is to experience you, to encounter you as we dig deep to your word. And it's only through your Holy Spirit that we can really understand your word. So here we are and we submit this time to you. Kayo po ang humipo sa aming mga puso. We desire to hear from you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been following our Bible reading, we are now in the book of Lamentation. And I would say, if you've been reading along with us, the book of Lamentation is a, have a very de- de- depressing tone. Very emo. And the words that you read, it just, just the five chapters expresses grief, fears, complaints. It expresses brokenness, pain, loneliness, groaning, anger, weeping, struggles. You can see in this text, they were, there is certain desperation. There's also blame. They also recognize their, their, their failure, regret, language, anguish, weariness, pleading, prayer, and repentance. The book of Lamentation is an honest and a transparent lament from the suffering survivor of the people of Jerusalem. And many scholars have a different view who wrote this particular book or this particular poem. But ch- church tradition believed that the prophet Jeremiah was the writer of these five poems in Lamentation. And if you look at this book, you'll notice how transparent, open the words that were used. You see, Jeremiah was a prophet that was sent by God to warn the people of Judah to return to him. So God sent Jeremiah, and we read in the Old Testament, he would send prophets to call his people to return, to repent, to repent for their sin and come back to God. However, this nation, this, the, this Judah, the Jerusalem, instead of listening, they all the more rebel against God. Therefore, out of God's righteous and holy judgment, He allowed the Babylonians to conquer Jerusalem. And Jeremiah saw the devastation because of the consequence of their sin. He saw the brokenness. He saw people are taken away. He saw he people that he loved suffers. Now, as we look at this, it's easy for us to say that the people of Jerusalem deserve it because of their sin. Now, it's hard for us to comprehend why this godly man, a servant of God, like Jeremiah, should also experience such hardship. And this reminds us that the rain will fall both to the wicked and to the saint. The challenges, hardship, fall to those who love God and those who don't love God. And the only difference that we have, that who love God, is that we can call upon the Lord and express our laments, express our grief, our pains, and our struggle to God, to a God who understands. 
And if you read, in our reading, you can see that the writer was in his breaking point. He was pouring out what's happening deep inside his soul to the point that he was so depressed, hopeless. And you look at his word, it's so intense. In verse 17, he says here, My soul is bereft of peace. Bereft means lack of peace. Wala siyang peace. And then follow on, I have forgotten happiness. Nalimutan niyang ano? Happiness. Hindi niya na alam. And then continue, and I, in verse 18, So I say, my endurance has perished. I have no more strength to continue on. And these words bear interesting. Follow on. So has my hope from the Lord. No peace. No happiness. No more strength. And even he said, my hope from the Lord. See, Jeremiah was lamenting. He used strong, honest words to express his broken heart to God. And I know at times we Christians, we think that we should be, everything is okay. But the scripture says that you just open our hearts to God. And as Jeremiah, as this writing, expressed his brokenness to, to God, he was lamenting. He was about to give up. Yet at that moment, he began to find hope once again. That's why in verse 21 it says, But this I call to mind. Therefore, I hope. From hopelessness, now he, he called to mind. And now he, therefore, I have hope. What does it mean, call to mind? It means to return, to recall, to turn back, to restore, to remember. At the midst of his breaking point, he remembered who God is. That God's steadfast love, that love of the Lord never ceases. He remembered who God is. And the first point that we can learn in, is this. Amid our hopelessness, we can find hope in God. In the midst of our hopelessness, we can find hope in God. It's very interesting how the author plays the transition in the center of chapter 3, when he can simply put these uplifting words at the end of, the chap of, the, of that particular chapter or at the end of the book. But instead, he plays it at the center of chapter 3. Let me explain and show it to you. The chapter 3 consists of 66 verses. In first, first verse 1 to verse 21 is a personal lament that he said that he gone through and he experienced pain and struggles. And the last few verses he, he expressed is written the consequence of sin and even a prayer against the enemy. But the message of hope is placed at the center in verse 22 and 42. Until 42. Message of hope. You know, this one way that the ancient writer would present important message. They would sometimes place it at the center. Such pattern can also be seen in some of the Psalms. 
Normally, at this time, we don't use this pattern when we write. Because if we desire to highlight certain themes or thoughts or ideas, what we will do is to bold them, to put exclamation mark, or to put it in conclusion. But in Hebrew writings, in poetry, one way that they will highlight an important message is to repeat or place them at the center or certain pattern. They would use words, praise, and structure of a poem. And you notice in this chapter 3, he placed it at the center. And let's try to expand. Verse 1 and 2. Verse chapter 1 and 2, you see. Chapter 1, it recognized that Jerusalem was destroyed because of their sin. In chapter 2, it recognized God's judgment and suffering. In chapter 4 and 5, sin and the result of sin. In chapter 5, is a plea for mercy and divine restoration. If you look at this text, it would remind us. Even if we're in the battle of our trials, at the bottom pit of our problem, struggling in a certain scene of habit, even if we are hunted by guilt and shame of our past, or even disappointed in ourselves or on others, or there's, you're not sure of the future, even you're in the center of that problem you're facing, hardship, we can still find hope in God. Let me ask you today, what are you going through? What are you facing now? Are you in the midst of your struggle? Remember this, we can find hope in our Lord. One thing about lament, one thing about crying out to God, when we pour out our heart to God, we just pour out our heart to God and remember that God, in God we can find hope. Even though all the things that's happening is His habit. Remember this, brothers and sisters. In the midst of all things happening, we can find hope in the Lord. And we can begin to find that hope when we remember who God is in our life. That's why we see in verse 21 and 22 to 23, it says, But this I call into mind. Therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And this leads us to the second point. In the midst of our hopelessness, we can find hope in God who is loving, who is compassionate, and who is faithful. Three description was mentioned here. That God is a loving God. That God is a compassionate God. That God is a faithful God. When he said loving God, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. You know, in our limited understanding, we often judge someone's love based on emotional feelings that we receive from them. At times, we judge love 
based on events, occasion, or gifts, or bliss, blessings that we receive from people. At times, in our humanistic way, we base love on as transactional. You know, sometimes you, hindi ka lang na-text ng BFF mo o boyfriend mo, sabi mo, hindi na ako love. But when this text was written, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It is not emotional feeling. It's not just an emotional feeling. It's not just a joyous event or transactional. But rather, God's steadfast love is attributed to His character and His promises. When this particular statement, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, the writer was reminding the people that God made a covenant that God made a covenant to love them. To love them forever. God made a covenant to His people. Look at the Exodus, Deuteronomy. When the Israel came out from Egypt, what did the Lord say to them? He said in Deuteronomy 7, 6, You are my people, holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for His treasured possession. Treasured possession. In Deuteronomy 10, verse 15, Yet the Lord set His heart in love on your father and chose their offspring after them. It speaks that God's love is not based on emotion, but based on His character and His promise. He's a love God. He's a loving God. And He made a promise. And we know God is a promise keeper and He will never lie. Therefore, as people of God, we can trust in His steadfast love. And when we remember that God made promise, a covenant love, we will trust His decisions we will trust His actions. We will trust in the things that's happening in our life, even though we don't understand them. Because when God orchestrates our life, it will always be consistent to His character and to His promise. He will always act according to His great love. Therefore, we can trust in His steadfast love. You know, there's a verse that really struck me in Isaiah 54, verse 10. It says here, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord. And in their context, Israel, have, Jerusalem have failed God many times. But when this, this poem was written, it's reminding them, even though they failed many times, God will love them still. Second point that we learn from here, that God is a merciful God, a compassionate God. His mercy never comes to an end. The word mercy comes from the root word rakam, which means compassion. And this compassion refers to a, a relationship 
between someone who's superior and someone who's inferior. This compassion, it, 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 it speaks of a relation between someone who is strong and someone who is weak. And the closest picture that I can imagine and we can imagine, and even the scripture describes, is a relationship between a mother and a, a baby, a child. Isaiah 49.15, he says, Can a woman forget his nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? You see, when a baby was born, walang kaya yan. Hindi niya kaya tumayo, hindi niya kaya kumain ng sarili, pero yung nanay niya at palaging may, may compassion. Talagang aalagain, aalagain. Kaya bang maghugas ng puwit ng isang baby? Hindi, unless ano yan, bonjing. Tingnan mo yung kasama mo sa kwarto, baka bonjing yan. Compassion. Ilan iyak ang baby, the mother will always look after. Ilan pupu ang baby, the mother will always look after the child. Compassion. Ilan beses nadapa ang isang anak, the Lord will always show mercy and compassion. It's the same relationship between a father and a child. Psalms 103 verse 13, it says, As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. It reminds us of His tender mercy that we can always come back to God's father-like compassion. It reminds us of the prodigal son that ran back to God, the gone back to his father, and the father would embrace him. My son has returned. You know what I learned? Sometimes when people mis- make mistakes, Sometimes we don't need to rub the guilt to them. When people fail, sometimes we don't need to expose their failure. At times what they need is simply compassion. And that's what God is dealing with us. I remember when I was studying back in the Philippines, I, 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 I was called to the, by the form teacher Sabi daw, mababa daw yung grades ko. And of course, as a son, I was afraid sa tatay ko. I was afraid. Paalam di ko alam. Eh. First time ko lang bumagsak eh. And then, when I went there, the teacher told us, ano yung mga maliko? I don't know whether maths or English, but I think it's English. Probably math. And when we went there, my father was there, he was quiet. And when we get home, you know what my dad did? Dila niya ako sa likod ng bahay namin, meron doon a lottery street. Nandun kami nakaupo. I was afraid and I was expect, expectant to be makareceive ng sermon. You know what my father did? He just sit down with me and just teach me the things that I don't know just one time and just explain to me I have to study hard and so on just one time you know what all the more I studied hard my father showed compassion and God is showing compassion in this nation that failed God so many times God is reminding them that he's a compassionate God what they need is to just come to him to return to him 
Lastly here is a God is a faithful God. Great is your faithfulness. In this particular text, faithfulness describes God's firmness, fidelity, and steadiness. Hindi siya masyashaken. He's a strong rock, a strong tower. That God is dependable. That God cannot be moved. If the wind comes, God is a strong rock. It can never be moved. He is firm. You can always trust Him and depend on Him. You know, I was in Pongol. There is one particular bridge park that I, I brought my son. This bridge. Hindi nila ko siya dito first time. You know, this bridge is moving. So I let him walk into that bridge. So ang ginawa ko, testing ko muna. Ginalaw kong ganun. And you know what happened when pag ginalaw mo ang bridge na yan? The bridge will become to shake. And you know what my son did? He was so afraid, he don't know what to do. But I know, deep in my heart, this bridge will not fall. And as my son grew older, he, we will go back to this bridge. Ngayon, siya nang pa-shake-shake. At the same time, when we know, as we mature in the Lord, we realize that God is faithful. That God is faithful yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God has been faithful yesterday. And tomorrow, even though with this COVID happening, we remember that God will always be faithful. That He's always firm to His promise. That He's always be there. You see, when we see God, and remember God as a loving God, a merciful and compassionate God, and a faithful God, we regain our hope because our hope is rooted in His divine character. You know, one thing, the root of our hopelessness at times is when we forget His character and His promise. When we forget His character and His promise, we fret and we become fearful. You know the enemy? When I said enemy, it be us or the spiritual realm. You know the enemy will always try to take away that idea to put doubt in God's character. But let us remember that God is a loving God. He's merciful and faithful. When we set our eyes on God, we begin to have hope. And not only that, we start to recognize that God is our portion. And this leads me to my last point. In the midst of darkness and, or hopelessness, we can find hope in God who is loving, compassionate, and faithful. For He alone is our portion forever. In verse 24, it says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. When we say portion, it means it is, relates to something that we possess. When we say portion, it speaks of treasure 
that we value and hold so dearly. When we speak of portion, it speaks of rewards that we pursue. When we talk about portion, it, it relates to an inheritance that will keep us secured for the future. Let me give you an example. Why would people invest in land? Why would siblings fight for land? Why? Because that inheritance has benefit to him. Why would people buy house and lot? Why? Because that's his portion. It will keep them safe. They will be, have a place to stay. Why people invest in business? So that they will grow their investment and grow their finances. So that they will be safe and secure. Why you come to Singapore? Why did you come to Singapore? Why did you work so hard and save? Because you desire to enlarge that portion that you have, the treasure, that reward, so that you will be safe and secure in the, in the future. You know something? In a moment of lament or struggle, one vital thing that we can learn and realize that our confidence and assurance is only found in God, that the Lord is our portion. The Lord is the one that we need. Mark Talbot wrote, he said in this in his book, suffering can transform us so that we no longer place our hope in that which moths eat and rust corrupts. It offers us the opportunity to grow deeper in our faith, hope, love, of God. There are times when we go through hardship. It's opportunity to know what is really shaky and what is really our firm foundation, what is really our hope, and that our hope is in God. And this should lead us to wait upon Him, to seek Him with all our heart. That's why in verse 25 to 26, it says, The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who will seek Him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It means to trust in His promises. To wait quietly means to wait for His timing. Hindi nagra-rush. Hindi bigla-bigla. Hindi nangunguna. Sasabihin mo, Lord, eto buhay ko. My way or no way. You wait. In his timing. To wait quietly is to wait and seek his plan for your life. To seek his purpose for your life. To discern his way. People will come to you, dapat ito gawin mo, dapat ito gawin mo, dapat ito gawin mo. Everybody have their own opinion on how to do things or how to run your life. But the best thing that we should do is to wait Quietly upon him. To wait quietly for his salvation. The same time is to seek him, to seek him wholeheartedly. This opportunity for us to come to the Lord, like what verse 40 and 41 says, let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hand to God. In heaven, in the midst of lamentation, 
is an opportunity for us to draw closer, to reestablish our relationship with Him, or at the same time, in the same time, to go deeper in our walk with Him. And how can we do that when we open our heart? Lord, test me and examine my heart. Has my heart I've grown cold for you? Nauna pa ang aking Korean movies. Oh, I've neglected you to return to the Lord. To dedicate and surrender our lives to Him. Our hearts, our hands. Simply lang naman ang gusto ng Panginoon sa mga Israelites is to, to return to Him. That they recognize God is their portion. To fall in love with Him. Because when they know that God is their portion, their future will always be secure and safe. You know, when I was remembering about this, I remember this one tribe in Israel that has no land, the tribe of Levites. Everyone has their own land, but the Levites had nothing, but they have God. And it's a reminder to all of us, you know, in the time of COVID, we will lose a lot of things, our investment and so on, even our plans. But when we have God, when we have God, when we have God, our hearts is filled. Our hearts will have joy. Our hearts will be at peace. Our hearts will have hope. Because God is more than enough. More than enough. As I conclude and summarize all this, amid our hopelessness, we can find hope in God who is loving, compassionate, and faithful. For He alone is our portion forever. I would like to share a posting by a, 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 a very, um, I would say, a prominent pastor. Pastor Tem- Timothy Keller is a retired pastor and he has written many books and some of them I read and inspired me and encouraged me a lot. In June 8, he announced that he had a cancer. And a few days ago, he posted in his Facebook. He said here, he said he recognized and thanked everyone for their prayer and support. And he said, Thank you for your faithfulness in praying for us. And he said, As of yesterday, I have my six rounds of chemo for pancreatic cancer. And as you read on, there's a statement that's really struck me. He said here, Our situation has driven us to seek God's face as we never before. He is giving us more of His sense presence, more freedom from our besetting sins, more dependence 
in His Word. Things that we have sought for years. Look at this last statement. But only under these circumstances we are finding them. Only under these circumstances we are finding them. He wrote many Christian books. He is smart. He knows Greek and Hebrew and so on. But when he said, but only under these circumstances we are finding them. It means even though he gone through the trials and hardship, grief of uncertainty and battles in life, all the more he found God. There are things that we can never learn in happy moments. There are things that we can never learn when we have all the things that we, have, we desire. But in moments of lament and grief, there are diamonds that we can learn of who God is. And in this particular text that we have read, the people of God learned and remembered that His steadfast love will never cease. That His mercy will never end. That His faithfulness, great is His faithfulness. Great is His faithfulness. I started with an ex. An illustration about the dark clouds. But you know what? Those dark clouds will not remain. It will go away. But always remember this. The sun will always be higher than the clouds. And the sun will always rise every day. The same thing, our God will be higher than the things that we are going through. That He is always faithful every single day of our life. His steadfast love and His mercy will know no end. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, we set our eyes on you. And thank you for your word reminding us in the midst of hopelessness and the struggle in life, even in our failure, struggle in certain sin, we can always find our hope in you. Because you're loving and compassionate and you are faithful. We set our eyes on you, God. Hallelujah. The steadfast love of the Lord. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. He's 
happening in every one of us in our lives you know every hearts in this place in our homes you know our struggles you know our failures you know our weaknesses you know our need but Lord I pray as we have heard today may we always find hope in you our God our Savior our Lord Remind us, Lord, that you are our portion forever. That's only you satisfy, O oh God. Set our focus on your character and in your promises. That you are a loving and compassionate and a faithful God. And when we do that, we will regain our hope. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Before I end, I just want to read this verse. I don't know if any one of you are struggling. But in the last few verses in Lamentation 3, this is the cry of the writer. He said, I call on your name, O Lord. From the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for help. In verse 57. In this God's promise to you. You came near when I called on you. And you said. Do not fear. Remember this promise. That God's word to each one of us. Do not fear. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your word that we receive. And we know that though in our different places, you're speaking to us. Hallelujah. Let's just receive the benediction. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us 
from God and the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Remind us to find our hope in you in the midst of hopelessness. We give you glory, we give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us in our worship service. We hope to see you next week as we study God's Word. In the same time, we would like to invite you in our online prayer service every Wednesday at 9 p.m. God bless everyone.